Hello, welcome to another exciting edition of the Road Chronicles, where we look at villains from popular culture. And today we're going in a slightly different direction, as we're going to be talking about a rather new villain in the grand scheme of things, and helping me navigate these uncharted waters is Liam Hall. Hello, Liam. My boys, my boys, my boys. I'm so happy to be here once again, and um, I'm... I'm, is it, you know um it's been I'm really excited for this I, you know if you blink you miss it um I've travelled through <laughs> time and space to kind of come here so um Carl please please enlighten me who who are we doing it on today so today we are doing uh Doctor Who villain the Weeping Angels as we thought they're a, a rather interesting one to look at yeah it's very um well you definitely don't want to stop looking at either <laughs> to think of it yeah it's it's, it's, kind, it's kind of ironic because you know the, the whole thing about doctor who is you know oh, it makes you hide behind the sofa but you don't want to look but this one if you do if you don't look then you're you're pretty you know you're gone pretty much so uh... yeah and they are um a very interesting and intriguing villain and yeah, unlike ones we've covered before, like um, Darth Vader and uh, the Daleks, uh, who have been around 40 plus years, these are relatively new. I mean, they've only been around uh, 14 years, so not even 15 years yet. Yeah, and it's a very different kind of villain as well. It's very um, cerebral. Because Carl, can you, t- can you tell me a little bit more about the Weeping Angels? For, for anyone who doesn't know. Well, according to Doctor Who mythology, they're an you know they're an ancient uh, creature that's been around almost as long as the the universe itself. Um, they are they are you know surrounding quite a lot of mystery. Even in Doctor Who, they don't get a great deal of uh, exposition explaining them. But uh, they're a very unique creature because if you look at them, um, they basically become, as a do- what the doctor explains, as quantum locked. They, they basically are a stone statue. They can't move or, or do anything. But as soon as you uh, stop looking at them, that's when they become alive and can start moving around. Yeah, something I really like about them, I think they're, they're weakness is actually what kind of makes them most creepy. Because, you know, yeah. you, 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 you have to stare at them, you have to keep looking at them. Because if you don't, then, you know, you, you're, you're in trouble. And so like, you, you just have to kind of bask in their creepiness. Yeah, um, they're pretty much indestructible from what I can gather. Uh, the Doctor's never actually been able to um, defeat them in, a, in the strictest sense. Of destroying them, but he, he he pretty much beat them by outwitting them. Yeah, because it's a very um, it's very hard when you kind of have a villain like this, especially when you have to beat them, because um, you, but you have to find a way of kind of making them still feel kind of legit, and you know not making them feel like useless. You know, you, for a better term, you have to kind of keep them strong. You know, in their defeat. And I think for the most part, I think they've actually done a really good way of kind of doing this. Um, but so um, something is kind of very intriguing. So it's kind of based on the, this kind of childhood game called um, Grandmother's Footsteps. Yeah. Which um, did, did, Have you ever played when you were younger? Um, may have when I was very young, but it's not, um, it's not something I can really remember. Yeah. So, I mean... 
I think this is something that like a lot of people kind of try and do, whether it's, you know, a lot of writers kind of do. They, they're trying to like use some, something from their past and trying to make that kind of creepy. And I think for the most part, it doesn't work, but when it does, it can be really, really affecting. And I think it really works in the case of the Weeping Angels. Yeah, especially in the debut episode, Blink, it's a sufficiently uh, creepy episode. Mm. It's almost horror elements. Uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the episodes are spent inside an old creepy house. Yeah, it, it feels almost like, it feels very almost un-Doctor Who. Cause I, mean, I mean, the Doctor isn't really in it. Um, for, for the most part, at least in person. Um, it almost feels a bit like um, a spin-off. Um, but the yeah, episode yeah, it... itself is fantastic. Apparently he was uh, either hosting or filming something else, so he needed a story as well that would allow him um, to have a bit more time off. Okay, I, I never actually knew that. that, that that's, um, that's quite an interesting detail. But I think that's a really... I think it's really nice when you can kind of turn a problem into something that's, you know, particularly but even, quite yeah. useful. But even for a first, you know, first episode of this film, and it shows you how strong they are, that, you know, you could have the episode Doctor Who light, and it, it still works. Of course, you do have Carrie Motherhand, who's a really great actress, mm. holding the fort as well. Yeah, so, so I, I've, done, I've done like a little bit of research on this. Did you know, and this is kind of ironic because of what we're talking about off air, this is the first fe- um, female director of a Doctor Who episode since The Mark of Rani. Oh, right. No, I did not know that, actually. That's good. All the way, all way back to the 80s. So that's kind of crazy how it's taken so long. And um, in case anyone was wondering... Um, they they were real actors or actresses all the way through as well, the Weeping Angels. Uh, I think they used a variety of mime artists and such like. Really? I actually never knew that. But mm. I, and now that you mention it, it actually makes an awful lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, because when you see people who are able to be that stale, um, it does make you wonder, are, are they actually people? Are they using props? Because it, it is, there is a you know, an art to um, being perfectly stale, especially in certain poses. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't bloody do it. Oh, absolutely, no. I, I, I also blink way too often as well. So, mm. But it, it, I think that's really effective because I, like, the more I think about it, I was like, how, how do they do it? Because in terms of prosthetics, they look absolutely phenomenal, I think. They really do, don't they? Yeah. Um, they've got a great, they've got a great sort of look, and there's almost um, uh, at first there's almost like a, a Norman Bates sort of vibe to them that you wouldn't give them a second glance or think anything mm. much of it, and, and say say they were real and you you saw one you walk you carried on walking you look back and it's say it's it's moved a couple of feet and you'd start thinking to yourself. Hang on, has that moved, or am I? You, you, you convince yourself it was you mm. at first, wouldn't you? No, no, it must be <laughs> must be my eye player tricks, aren't they? But you'd yeah, always we... have, but you'd always want to look again to make sure. And if it's moved again, you really would start getting a bit a bit worried at that point, wouldn't you? Especially if the pose had started changing, <laughs> like you see, like you see in um, 
and the, um, the the episodes. They sort of start with their hands over their eyes mostly, don't they? And then um, you'll you'll move and and they've not just moved where they are, but they're maybe in a different pose, like reaching out to you or something. Yeah, or, or they're like ever so slightly closer. Mm. It'd be very un- it'd be very unsettling, wouldn't it? Until yeah. the point you convince yourself, yeah, it's moving. I'm running away. Because oh, <laughs> it's very um. Because something that's really good at the end of Blink, like there's just a, a small little montage of loads of statues all around you. And I think it kind of feeds off this kind of like real life, you know, it kind of makes you think like, oh my gosh, like if this was true, imagine that, like, <laughs> yes. how crazy it is. <laughs> I think there is a real life sort of creepiness to, to some statues mm. as well, isn't there? Anyway, as you say, which it does play off. And yeah, it's a great ending that it shows all these different statues and you think, oh Christ. I bet there were a few people after that episode initially aired that were like taking double double checks at certain statues. <laughs> yeah, well, because I'm looking something that's kind of linked on the Weeping Angel page is like um, dis- disamangulation. I don't know what the word is, but so there's an actual thing called a Weeping Angel, which is a kind of um, it's almost a bit of a motif. Um, in terms of statues, yeah, yeah, those sort of statues are real. That that's the thing, mm. and it's really, really fucking creepy. Even if like you don't think about, um, you know, even if you don't think about it, but it's just very, yeah, it's very unnerving. There are know, certain... I... Sorry, go on. I was gonna say there are certain inanimate objects that do unnerve you, um, like these those sort of porcelain dolls you can get. I work in a charity shop, mm. and. You seem to get a lot of those come in. I think it's when like someone's maybe mother or mother-in-law passes away and they don't want them and you hand them in and they look so lifelike and oh, they, they, they creep me out. I don't like having them in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, well, that's the thing. I mean, but you know, then like, um, it's weird because you, you know, you see stuff like Chucky, which is kind of like so famous for kind of turning yeah. something so innocent into this. But I never really seen something with statues before, like turning into, into turning them into horror villain. I'm surprised mm. it kind of hasn't been done before as much as much as I can remember. No, not that I can really remember either. Um, one of perhaps the only other example I can think of is um, oh, what is it? What is it in the golden? And the Golden Fleece. Um, oh. And that big, the big statue of Telos comes alive anyway. And, uh, mm. yeah. and uh, start. It's, yeah, is it Halle? The Halle statue? Is that it? I, I think I'm completely off. I'm, I've somehow. No, the statue I think is Telos. The. the um, uh, not. Not got t- the Titan. That's it. Um, I'm just thinking right. the title of the film. I can't, I, it's it's a film I love, and I just but now I need to know it for this podcast. The title's just just escaped me, but I'm sure a lot of listeners will know know what oh. I mean. Jason and the Argonauts. That's the bloody one. Okay, yeah, I, I, I have no idea. I, I'm just going to assume it's a film from the 1800s. Yeah. Um, um yeah but i mean we kind of talked a little bit about blink so what what was your first impression when you first kind of came across this kind of villain um i I was creeped out and i i did you know genius really for a lack of better word i thought 
you know, Doctor Who was due um, a new villain. Now there's a lot of villain, you know, villains of the week mm. that um, come and go. And although the Angels haven't had a massive amount of episodes, they they have sort of taken a hold in pop culture, and they have become popular. And there is, yeah, there's something very, I just, yeah, I just say very, almost too real about them. Maybe is a good way of putting it. Yeah, I, I think that kind of makes sense because the things I'm looking at, um, I'm thinking of about all the villains that have kind of been in Doctor Who at this point. Um, so I mean, there's been the Shakespeare one, which is just kind of witches, gridlocks, kind of the same. You know, Lazarus was just like a big monster, and the Daleks we've kind of seen before. The Family of Blood was quite an interesting one, mm. but I mean, actually, that came after. But I think this is one of the very few villains from this kind of time that has kind of endured. Maybe, maybe yeah. Ood is another one, perhaps. Yeah, but they've almost sort of almost become um, good guys. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it, it is. It's very. Um, I, you I don't. Think it is you don't see Daleks and Cybermen in in real life, but you see stone statues in real life, don't you? So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it's it's kind of. I think the fact that it, it feeds off kind of real life kind of makes it. I think I think it's actually kind of helped it a little bit. Yeah, definitely adds to the fear factor because they're based on a. A, a real thing, in a sense, and the and the thing is that they don't they don't actually even kill you. They they if they touch you, they they zap you into the past, which could be even worse. I mean, can you imagine just being zapped into a place you don't you don't know? You got no friends or family, mm. and if it's far enough into the past as well, you got no technology. I mean, you're gonna be completely at your depth, not knowing how to sort of look after yourself but yeah then the and they sort of feed off as the doctor explains it the the potential energy what what could have been yeah because well, i remember there was there was something about um i i seem to remember it was the last kind of like main appearance um hang on if you if you excuse me for a second um it, it, i i think when rory spoilers when rory kind of gets sent back to the past doesn't um doesn't amy go back with him yeah, she um, because he's the love of her life, so she, she, she willingly gets up by the same angel to make sure she uh, ends up ends up with him. And it's quite weird because it plays. It also plays tricks with the timelines as well. Like when mm. um, when that lad comes to comes to find um, oh, what was Carrie Mull- Mulligan's character's name? But he comes to find her, doesn't he, with, with this letter from his grandma. And his grandma was her best friend. He got zapped into time. Mm. I, I, I almost kind of forgot about that. Jesus. It, it's, it's, I mean, that, that whole like, Angels Take Manhattan kind of episode is very... Um, there's, there's lots of problems with it. Um, yeah, I wasn't keen on the idea of the, the, the cherub ones. Or the uh, the Statue of Liberty coming to life either. Might be it might have been a nice idea on paper, but yeah, that, that, that was. Um, I, I, I think it's one of those things. Like I, I'm sure I've come up with some ideas as well, which I think are really good. But when you kind of come to it, you're just like, oh, this doesn't really work. 
Some yeah, things. some things are a good idea, but in execution, don't always don't always work. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I think I've also whenever you kind of mess with time, there's always going to be kind of like plot holes and kind of there's going there's going to be kind of gaps in logic which are kind of hard to kind of you know it's kind of hard to deal with sometimes. Yeah, but that's always going to be the thing with sci-fi, and you, you're pushing the boundaries of. Um what's actually plausible and what have you yeah so um to, to tell me um to tell me a, a little bit more about about blink why should, why should people watch it can, can you give me like a bit of a kind of a, why do you think it works so well why do you think it's because i'm reading it now and it's been voted the second best doctor who story of all time well why, why do you think it's been so kind of iconic well i think it was for the for the sort of reasons We've already kind of explained, to be honest, they are, you know, they are based on sort of real life statues, you see. So that kind of adds to their their mythology and um, the fear of them that, <laughs> you know, they, they could actually exist and you wouldn't know because while you're looking at them, they're just perfectly normal statues. And the fact that, you know, horror is very popular these days as well. And there is a big horror element that you know can you imagine having if you're told to look at something and keep looking at it the the, the first thing you want to do is look away almost isn't it mm. we're we're a you know a very bad species for doing what we're told we always kind of want to do the opposite <laughs> yeah my god and they're almost like a they're almost like a you know if you're scared of spiders like i am they're almost like a spider on the wall you take your eye off them and they move and you, you don't necessarily know where they've gone and that's a real fear for me with, with like spiders when you don't it's when when i don't know where it is i start panicking i'm you know i'm happy oh yeah you're it's on the wall there it's it's it's, it's nowhere near me it's fine but as soon as i've taken my eye off it i don't know where it is and mm. you know if you don't know where one of these angels are you're almost scared to look behind you because <laughs> it could be, you know, it could be right behind you. And there's all these images on in Blink, their first episode, where they they sort of turn around just in time, and the angels right behind them sort of re reaching out. Mm. And when you see it, sort of almost it's true facade, for a lack of better word. They, they sort of turn sort of all teethy and sort of hideous looking as they're they're moving in for the kill, so to speak. Even though we've established they don't kill you, but for a lack of a better word, yeah, yeah, that, it, it, I I know what you mean. There's something I think really kind of works well with them, and I think you kind of going off that kind of horror element, the sense of kind of claustrophobia when you kind of come across them, I think works really. I, I think that's something that Stephen Moffat has actually done really well. Mm. You know, when um when um Sally Sparrow and the man who I can't remember. When they're kind of they're in the house and there's just the angel kind of behind them and they're in this very kind of enclosed space and the lights start flickering, it's very horror-like. But it, it almost feels like you get a real sense of dread from it. And I, I think I, I I think that's probably why Blink and particularly the two parts are kind of works so well. You feel kind of it's very uneasy and you you feel it, it does feel like a horror film and they feel like a horror villain. Yeah, and you sort of see a new element in the in their second appearance in the in the two part because this sort of um, gets into Amy Pond's head a little bit, don't they? She says, 
before mm. we went on air. So it's image reflects in her eyes or something, and she starts almost becoming one. I think that's I think that's a problem, isn't it? If uh, mm. she'll turn to stone herself or something if they if they if they can't save her in time. Isn't it also um? Isn't there a bit where she's like, from what I remember, like she has to kind of, she can't open her eyes. It's almost like the opposite. Yeah. Because if she opens her eyes, she'll become an angel. I, I I seem to remember that being a thing, which is a very unusual one. I mean, the the two parter kind of has. There's a lot in kind of in common with Alien and like aliens, which you can kind of you can kind of see. Uh, at some point, you know, they come to this mysterious planet and they find this angel locked up and. I it's in terms of the hit rate of the kind of episode, I think three out of four. I think that's a very very good kind of hit rate in terms of in terms of a villain, particularly for Doctor Who. Yeah, definitely. Um, as I say, for a for a very sort of new sort of monster of the week, um, and one that's only been in a handful of episodes so far. It's amazing the sort of impact it has had in, on pop on pop culture and, and media and that in such a small amount of time, really. Mm. They even make a cameo in um, in the Witcher game, Witcher Three. There's a little there's a little oh, really? mission you can there's a little mission you can do when you completed it. You can go back to this mausoleum and there's like two stone statue aliens, and if you look away from them. They do start moving. Uh, they start moving around a couple of times, and um, Geralt will go, "Hmm, strange," and then they'll disappear altogether after that. But it, it's a nice little sort of uh, in joke kind of thing, the Easter egg for for fans. I like that. I, I, I think that's a really like that, that's a cool little element, and it kind of shows like they have, even though they've made very few appearances, I think they 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 have been very influential. Definitely, yeah. Um, but so here's a question, though. So I mean, we kind of we haven't really touched on it that much. But um, why do you think the Angels of Manhattan episode didn't really work? I think it just, as I say, I think it just got a bit too um, ridiculous, contrived, and silly. Yeah, I say with the mm. I say the, the little cherub things didn't really work, and I get perhaps. In your mind, the visual of the Statue of Liberty being one looks, you know, looks good as a as a visual, but as an idea, it was it was perhaps a bit overkill and a bit daft. Yeah, because I, I mean, you you can see why we did it, because you know, it, but it's it's kind of like maybe they just thought more is more. Whereas mm. I don't, because I mean, being bigger doesn't really help the weeping angel anymore. If anything, I just think, think it actually makes it harder to move. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just, there's, there's something there which doesn't feel right. And I think the fact that, I mean, the cherubs, it feels like we're kind of, we're trying to reinvent it when we don't really need to reinvent it. Yeah, yeah. If it's not, not broken, don't fix it kind of thing. Yeah. So, and I, again, I think maybe some of the kind of isolation and kind of claustrophobia from it has kind of disappeared. But it did I work as a nice way to write Rory and Amy out, though, without necessarily having to to kill mm. them off or anything. I like that. I think, the, I yeah. think it could have worked for the episode if it was uh, written and constructed 
slightly different way. I yeah. quite like the idea of the rich um, American having one chained up and and, and whatnot. I mean that 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 was an idea I could roll with, but yeah, other elements didn't quite work. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I I think it's, it is it was quite nice to kind of use Vivian to kind of make it almost a bit of like a sweet like writing off of that character. Mm. Um, and, and I think I think they also. I think they have struggled to kind of write off some characters in the past. I mean, Rose kind of kept popping back up, so it never really felt like they said goodbye to her. Donna, Donna kind of worked, um, and I mean, to a certain extent, I think um, what's her name, Martha did. But... Yeah, she only appeared sort of fleet and like well, she's a few episodes, isn't she, in the the Donna series? But other than that, she sort of just. Appear fleetingly in cameos and that, didn't she? Yeah, and then, and then you know, um, what, what's the name? Jenna Jenna Coleman's character just gets, you know, a, what a, a crow flies into her, her eye. Is that correct? I can't really remember. Yeah, it's been a while on that one. A lot of people didn't like Jenna Coleman. I thought she was a good assistant personally, but you know, each each to their own. Yeah, yeah, it, it wasn't really for me, but you know what? It's, it, it is what it is. Suppose, but, uh, so, most, most importantly, is this big John started to come back now, hasn't he? So yeah, uh, I'm intrigued to see how that, how that goes, um, I, I, and also John Barrowman as well. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's what I meant. Which I think yeah. that. I'll with John Bishop. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, we kind of touched on it, but but only in four episodes. Do you think? Well, how, how do you feel about the fact that they've only been in in four? Like, episodes as like a main villain i think it's good i think they're definitely uh a less is more uh sort of villain we've seen it in the old days where the daleks and the cybermen were were done to death a, a bit and the threat you know the more you do i mean the hero's always got to win so the, the more you bring in a villain and the more they fail the, the more they're going to get watered down yeah that that is but I mean, just 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 to provide a counter argument, I wonder if it's kind of been a little bit too long. Because I mean, in terms of them being a main villain, their last appearance was two thousand twelve, which feels like quite a while. Like I mean, before that it was two thousand seven, then two thousand ten, then two thousand twelve. That feels like, a, like quite a decent gap. I wonder if kind of in terms of just longevity and its pop culture impact, I wonder if maybe. Just one or two more appearances might have made it a bit more impactful and more, you know, make it stay in the memory. Possibly. Well, I think it might. I think on on the counter argument, it might make it mean more when they finally do make some sort of comeback, and hopefully mm. they won't just bring them back for the the point of bringing them back. Hopefully, they'll have a really good story uh, around them as well, because then they are quite a lot. I sort of compare them to the Cybermen Daleks before, but they are quite a lot different because they, they they don't really talk. I mean, they did talk on that two-part episode through a, a soldier or something, didn't they? But they don't mm. really have like a, a motivation of conquering the galaxy or being the superior race. It's more like it's their sort of it's their sort of need for survival. It's you know they're they're like the apex predator hunting mm. hunting you because they need your uh, potential energy to feed off. Yeah, that is true. You know, I never really, 
I think something that's kind of is a good and bad thing. I never really thought about what they are or like, you know, I know I never thought like, oh, I wish we kind of learned more about them. I think that helps. I think sometimes you learn too much about something and um, it it can ruin the mythology of mm. things. And sometimes when you you ruin that mythology, you, you've almost killed off the threat sometimes. Yeah, it's very, particularly for bad guys, it's a very difficult kind of, it's hard to give character complexity whilst also keeping the mystique. I mean, we've seen so many instance, instances where it doesn't work. I mean, Alien, the alien, alien feels like absolutely nothing now because they've just gone so mm. much into it. I mean, you kind of touched on it with Darth Vader a bit. His kind of complexity has been slightly muddled, and uh, he feels a little bit less because of it. Yeah, yeah, it's always better to be able to use your imagination. You know, we, we've got this need to have answers for everything, but you know, not everything can be or should be answered in, in my opinion anyway it's nice to have a bit of a mystery uh, and to be able to use your imagination for stuff because yeah. um, you can almost guarantee what um, what somebody makes into a, a story is never going to match what you've had in your imagination mm. yeah that's true you know what actually I, I just came across this actually so it turns out that the Weeping Angels might actually be making a turn for this coming series. Ah, oh, there you go, then. So I, I, I'm actually quite, um, I, I, I'm intrigued. To, I'm intrigued to see that if if it does happen. Um, yeah, about about bloody time. So, um, you know, good, good. good. No, I, I think they've done the right thing. I think I think it would have watered down their threat mythology if they'd been been used for like every season or something it's good to give something a, a big break and i think that was something they were quite conscious of as well to be honest yeah yeah but that, that, that is very true but um so i i guess with that should we kind of go on to um is there anything else you want to mention or, or do you want to no, go i think something? i think we've pretty much i think we've pretty much covered it as they're relatively new so then they're not going to have as much to talk about as uh your daleks and darth vader's so. I think we've covered it quite well. So, yeah, we can get on to the, the ratings, if you like. All right, absolutely. Would you like to go first? What kind of category would you like to choose first? Let's have a look, because I've got it wrote, written down so I don't forget. So, perhaps we should start with um, Fear Factor. Yeah, OK. a good one to start with. Yeah, that, that, that sounds good to me. Um, I think I'm going to go for a 10. Yeah, I'm tempted to go for a 10 as well. They are they are very scary. And as you say, as I explained earlier on, they, they could, if you don't know what they are, which you wouldn't do in real life, it would certainly play mind games with you for a little while. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think in terms of Doctor Who creatures, I think they're probably one of the scariest that I've seen in quite a while. I mean, it looks... I mean, they look scary when you see them in, you know, I'd say, with the fangs bearing and reaching out for you. Mm. And something that's not supposed, something that's not supposed to be sentient moving around. (laughs) Yeah, well, well, let's kind of go with that. So in terms of aesthetic, what what, what are you saying? Uh, I'd I'd say maybe a nine or an eight. Okay. Um, I don't think they're quite up there with like a, 
a Darth Vader lot, but they certainly do look. They certainly do look scary. Yeah, that that is a good point. I, I think I think I'm going to go for a nine personally. Um, I, I, to be honest, I was, I was very tempted to go for a ten in in all honesty because I, I think how every day we look, I think it kind of mm. contributes to a, a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'm going to go for a nine. You, yeah, you, you, you've taught me. You've taught me into going to a to a nine as well. I, I, I'm a pers- persuasive guy. That's, that's me. Um, so I, I guess that we'll probably go on to one of the weaker ones. Um, complexity of character. What, what what are you saying for that? Well, that's going to be quite low because he doesn't really have much much of a character. Really, the athlete it's not it's not mm. really explored. Um, but is that a good I mean, thing? So do, are, are it, we it, that it, as part of it? Can be because it adds myth. It does add mythology. Uh, a bit of mythology, so so perhaps an even five then maybe. Yeah, I think that's fair because uh, I mean the only kind of depth I can really think of is like them trying to do the cherubs and the New York thing, but I don't, I don't know if that particularly counts. Yeah, um, and as you say, it, it's it, it almost works as much for them as it does against them as well. Not not really knowing a lot about them, it, it adds to the sort of mythology and fear factor, but. Yeah, I I think I'm going to go slightly more generous because I, I quite like the idea of them. So I think I'm going to go for six. Okay, well I'm going to stick with five. I think an even an even five, like halfway, seems about yeah. fair. That's fair enough. So in terms of power, um, I I, I think I'm going to have to go for a ten. I mean, I think I am as well. But they're pretty much the results this time themselves are pretty much indestructible. And yeah, if they get hold of you, they're going to zap you. Into the past, whether you like it or not. Yeah, you know, actually, I, I think I'll, I, I'm, I'm going to do something I haven't done before. I think I'm actually going to change my complexity of, of character to. Um, I think I'm actually going to change it. You know, I, I'm actually going to change it to a seven, because I, 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 think, I think their weakness is quite um, an interesting kind of neat like part of their character. I think that's kind of what makes them so. Yeah. Incredible. So I, I think I'm going to actually go for um, seven for that. Okay. Um, Disgusting. Changing your mind. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Empower a ten. Um, influence on pop culture. I think for a short amount of time uh, they have been pretty influential, but it's hard to rate them as high as a like a Darth Vader or Daleks because we don't know if they will endure for another twenty five mm. years or so. I have a feeling they will, but. Yeah, it's a difficult one because I'm thinking like I remember particularly a few years after they came out, um, whenever we saw like um, a statue, I, we'd always say like, "Oh my God, it's a weeping angel!" Like that'd be like a kind of casual mm. joke around my friend, and even some people didn't really know Doctor Who, which I think just says something about that. Yeah, but... be interesting to see um, how they're received when they make when they make their comeback. Yeah, and 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 to be fair, it's, it's maybe want to watch the new Doctor Who, which nothing has so far. So, um, I think I'm going to go for, I think I'm going to go for six, maybe. Yeah, I, I feel a six sounds about fair as well. Yeah, because they've had a good impact, but they haven't really been, you know, they haven't really been. It's, yeah, it's too early to too early to see if they'll last the, the sort of test of time, so to speak. Yeah. So, um, but before I reveal the number, where do you think that they will um, end up into, on, on our leaderboard? I think they're going to be third. 
they have in fact by three points come second oh wow yeah so j- j- just ahead of the Daleks by um by 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 three points so what did they get 82 was it 82 yes 82 um so yeah. i accidentally deleted the score for um on my um spreadsheet i, I deleted the score for um beta by accident so I think he was ninety. I could be wrong. Ninety-two. 92. I've got. I've got it written. Oh really? Okay. Um, oh, that's a relief. Okay. Um, all right. I mean, well, I mean, that's. I think that's a very, very strong. Um, yeah, I think it's a very, very strong performance from the Weeping Angels. I think. To be honest, I, I, I thought it would be a struggle for any kind of creature in Doctor Who to kind of go past that. So, um, you know, I mean, fair play. Yeah, they should have something that, as I say relatively new in the grand scheme of things i mean if you're a 15 year old yourself you're not gonna look at it that way but someone as old someone as old as me that they're very new yeah absolutely and even when i was even when i wasn't watching doctor who i kind of knew it which kind of says it all i think and um Mm. hopefully hopefully the new appearance would be um hopefully it'll be very intriguing yeah um be interested to see what they do with them going forward yeah, absolutely. But I mean, the fact that it's made us kind of excited for it, um, particularly con- um, considering how a bit lackluster it's been in recent years, I, I, I think I, I, I'm really quite looking forward to it. So, um, yeah. So, Carl, what kind of plugs would you like to give us, mate? Um, I've got my bath plugs and there's my sink plug. Oh, oh. oh right, right. I, I see what you mean. Um, Oh, I'm glad you didn't mention any any of your other plugs. That's, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I need I need those back if you can watch them and and then send them back. Uh, um, we, we can talk about out off a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit, we still record it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> what, what social media plugs do you have? Sorry, uh, you can find me at. Uh, Carlos underscore fire eighty on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at Rogue underscore opinions on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, and all good podcasting platforms. I'm Liam. Um, I don't. I I I don't really have plugs, so I'm going to find charity because I'm a nice guy. Um. I'm trying to think if there's anything kind of related to it. Hang on. Um, wait, wait. I'm going to have to stop you there. We we, we can't mention any third party stuff uh, anymore, Liam. Oh, oh yeah. I, I, I'll get fined, wouldn't I? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, in, in that case, <laughs> that's a that's a little in WWE in joke for anybody who's thinking what the hell are they all about? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Um, I don't really have much plugs to be honest. Um, you can just 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 follow Doctor Who. Why not? It, it's it's a it's a, it's, a, it's a good show, and hopefully, um, hopefully this new season should be pretty fun. Actually, you know what? I, I am going to give a plug. Um, and I, I I feel like um, Carl's going to roll his eyes. But follow um, you can follow my Twitter account at Jack Wilshire. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah. So um. Uh,